0: Welcome to Self-Improved. This is gonna be rapid fire. Let's get right into it. Hello everyone, welcome welcome let's get right into this now i'm not going to cut this up because my phone died my my computer died i'm on my phone let's just do this let's get right in i'm gonna this is gonna be so rapid fire i hope you are ready for this starting with some tiktok wisdom so self-help it can be a slippery slope people it's always contradicting and it will make you feel degraded and sometimes insecure keep that in mind i don't know the answer to that i don't know what you're thinking but just keep that in mind When people get this, this is a little thing on on like how we're never present. So when people fill up a glass of water, they already want it to be on their lips. When it's on their lips, they already want it to be in their stomach. When it's in their stomach, they already want to be seated at a table with the cup on the table. And uh, it just never ends. This literally just keeps going. And this is how metaphorically people live their entire lives. Right. My the goat, Dr. Lori Santos, she says that wanting is the enemy of gratitude. Let's move on to the next thing. This is the power of now book summary. It's a mini, mini summary because there are only a few points from this. So I'm summarizing a summary because I watched a video on this book. I was curious. I heard a lot of people talk about it and I wanted to listen to someone else summarize it that read it. So stress it is caused by being by being here, but wanting to be there. Okay, being here, but wanting to be there. (laughs) I know it's trippy. Whatever the present moment contains. Accept it as if you had chosen it. That, that will ground a person. Gratitude for the present moment is true prosperity. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you think? Leave the situation, change it, or accept it. All else is madness. Wow, that is chokhmah. That is incredible. I love that. Let's keep moving on with some more TikTok, okay? A man, Stephen Bartlett, he says, You wouldn't plant a seed and then dig it up every few minutes to see how it's doing. So why do we keep questioning ourselves, our decisions and our hard work? Have patience, stop overthinking, and water your seeds. Water. Your, why do I say water like that? Water. No, no. water your seeds, people. Also, nothing matters. Now, this is kind of a nihilistic existential view and things, but literally nothing matters. This is just someone's opinion on TikTok, but it resonated with me. Don't be so hard on yourself. Everyone who judges still, still will be in the ground with you one day. Everyone will be buried. And as of now, we don't know. We're still conscious at that point. But assuming we're not, nothing actually matters. You got to live your life. Anyways, Warren Buffett says here, bringing the best out of people is a rare talent. Public speaking well is a 60-year asset. If you do it poorly, you will be a liability. That's that's interesting. I don't like the ending there. (laughs) That was a little harsh. But I do like what he's saying. Public speaking is an asset. To be able to articulate how you're thinking, how you're feeling, that is awesome. So go practice your public speaking or just practice in conversations how to talk to people. I'm telling you, it helps. And be very aware. I've talked about this in past episodes on your tonality. Okay, how you say things and when you say it and how long it takes to say it and how high and low your pitch is. Because if you're finishing a sentence, you can lower or slow down the pitch and lower your tone. And people know the sentence is concluding in versus imagine I'm ending a sentence like this. (laughs) You'd be like, what's next? But there's nothing next. Anyways, anyways, the nuances I love, I could go over those forever. Next, a shark will never outgrow its environment. Did you know that? Did you know if you put a shark in a tank, it will never outgrow the tank. It adapts. And this is a poetic way of saying you must not trap yourself in a cage, okay? You need to go and put yourself in an environment to thrive. Simple as that let's move on in the strength coach podcast because you guys need to remember i'm a personal trainer i'm a strength coach i love this stuff so we're going to talk about it because sometimes actually not sometimes i listen to this content a lot and in the strength coach podcast if a single leg movement can produce equivalent torque and force upon the joints with less spinal compression why are we doing bilateral movements that's the question Uh, because a very famous strength coach he's he was pretty anti-bilateral for a while And then he moves back to bilateral and he just keeps going in and out. But the key here, people, if you are looking to exercise, I don't know the demographic that listens to this. So I don't know how many people like to exercise here. Single leg will increase the demand for stability. Two legs will not. But when you have to be more stable, your force production typically goes down. That's why bilateral movements, two legged movements increase the force production. So that's why there's a place for them. However, if a person has horrible asymmetries, then bilateral movements will actually aggravate and exacerbate those uh, asymmetries. Always, excuse me, sorry, always start with no weight because you'd rather hand, hand all oh, this. I see. Okay. As a personal trainer, this was a coach talking and, and this makes so much sense actually from just a coaching perspective. You don't want to start someone heavy and then go, ah, that's a little heavy. Let's go lighter. That ruins their self-confidence. So this person makes a great point saying like, start with no weight and then hand them gradually uh, increasing weights. It makes their confidence way higher. And actually that the term we use in the industry is self-efficacy, meaning your confidence towards a specific task. Okay, next, let's move on to the Tim Ferriss podcast here. We're just banging it out. I hope you like this format. I personally do. I don't know about you. Energy efficiency is the parent resource of all your resources. Remember that. Sorry if you felt that vibration, folks. Uh, I'm going to turn my vibration off. So yeah, that, by the way, this, if you like that saying, you're going to like this saying. Courage is the mother virtue of all your virtues. So remember, energy efficiency is the parent resource of your resources. Okay, think about that. If you're not, if you're not being efficient with your energy, all your resources suck (laughs) because you have no energy to feed the resource. And then think about it. Courage, it's the mother virtue of your virtues. So if your virtue is to go work hard, if you don't have the courage to work hard, you're not going to do it. Courage is that mother virtue. If it isn't a hell yes, it's a no. And that's, that's in regards to a person's attitude when making decisions. But actually, the first thing I think of is relationships. If you're, this is a separate, separate thing, but, and I'm no relationship guru, but if you're not saying hell yes to a human being, that's a no. Do not date them. Don't just settle. Um, But he's saying with other decisions, I guess that that is a decision. So but think about it. Ask yourself that question. What decision in your life is not a hell? Yes, because if that's the case, it's a no. Okay. anyways, let's keep going. They were talking about NFTs. Oh, in regards to NBA highlights. Who knows? Maybe people will own highlights one day on the Internet. We'll see. But NFTs in general. It's gonna be actually a money maker for the music industry. Go look that up. That's really interesting. Uh, we're not going to, labels are gonna go extinct at some point. That's my prediction. Yes, labels will be extinct because the fans will be the labels. The fans are buying the music, aka buying the NFT to, to sell later for a higher price, and that's them investing in the business. And then they're gonna make passive income. The person who sold the songs, you make passive income, which means the artist. And now the artist won't be screwed. They're gonna. To, and Tory Lane's did this. He sold a million of his copies of his song on a link for a dollar each and then they all appreciate it and other people bought them for like three bucks and then, like I'm telling you and, and that's NFTs really cool um, let's move on because all the other shit doesn't matter TikTok Chokhmah again so in Harry Potter yes we're going Harry Potter Harry asks Dumbledore is this real or is it all in my head this is the very spoiler alert, this is the very end he's dying and he asks him such a deep question Dumbledore responds of course it's in your head but that doesn't mean it isn't real wow just wow and that is the philosophical theory that what we perceive is reality what's in our head is reality that's all that matters If someone said i think it i think it therefore i am let's move on did you really love them or did you love what they represented okay symbolic attraction is being attracted to what they represent not who they are are you attracted to them being a lawyer are you attracted to them being an athlete or are you actually attracted to who they are Not what they represent. Now, I am not going to tell you what to be attracted in, okay? That is actually subjective. That's up to you. So if you really like someone for their title and status, well, props to you. (laughs) Enjoy your life. Anyways, uh, think about this. We see them as a type of biological luxury brand. You know, the same way you like to drape yourself with Gucci. You're seeing them as something you should drape yourself in, Okay. This attraction can look and feel like love except for the fact that your desire about them was never about them. It was always about you. You were dating them to boost your ego. It was never about loving them. It was only about loving yourself. That's sad. So do not do that. Do not start seeing people as a representation and that you're wearing them like a Gucci outfit. That is not fair to them and your ego deserves better. Do not just inflate it like that. Anyways, Tim Ferriss, another one. You could tell I was binging his podcast months ago. So um, the the top of an industry and second are inevitably going to cash flow. If you're anything else other than top and second in an industry, it will always be a struggle to cash flow. Okay, think of like, you don't want to start a shoe company because we already got six companies running the game. So don't start a shoe company. It'll be hard to cash flow let's move on what you admire isn't always what you choose okay for example lincoln's life story this guy suffered from serious mental health issues the dude was assassinated the dude had a lot of backlash when he wanted to end slavery i admire him like that is what a story to overcome some of the things he did i would not choose that life so just because you admire something doesn't mean you choose it always remember that okay I admire a lot of hustlers out there. the list goes on I could go on with examples you are probably thinking of some examples right now and that's really the, I forgot how much I like that actually that's a great saying so life they talked about this uh, in writing here life is like training slash sports you get better but it does not get easier business revenue and cash flow annually is the same thing and I like that I've always heard the saying it doesn't Get easier you get better in regards to sports and stuff but it's so true with business as well it doesn't get easier you just get richer <laughs> if you had five years left what would you stop doing what a powerful question i'll let you sit with that so steffi cohen was on tim Ferriss. this again we're getting a little fitnessy here this is like i i love this power lifter and she's a physiotherapist she, mind-blowing so i'll get right into it um she talks about women being able to train more than men and just some of the recovery data out there you know, she can hit bench really hard because it's, it's not as bad for women, apparently. This is what Steffi Cohen says, and I trust her a lot. Uh, versus some men will get a little more sore with bench and they can't hit it as much as women. But um, she also says that physios and other professionals make the mistake of always thinking they need to know a diagnosis. She says it's really hard to diagnose, actually. And that she, when she's had some injuries, got m- tons of different diagnoses. Uh, you, if you've been injured and you saw multiple professionals, you probably got different diagnoses. I'm telling you, it, uh, that was refreshing to hear. Like you don't always have to know if, if you're a professional in an industry. You don't always have to. As long as you tell them, hey, I'm gonna look into this. I'll get back to you. Do not make shit up. Injuries are caused by the load exceeding tolerance on tissues. That that is so simple, but no one understands that. It's like that's why there's no such thing as a bad exercise, okay? Because it's just the tissue not being able to withstand the load. No different than you could have perfect form, but you're trying to lift a thousand pound truck. Your tissues can't handle that. Just like when you bend over and you're rounding the back and you pick up the pencil off the floor. All of a sudden, boom, there goes the back. It was like that was the final straw. Your tissues couldn't handle that little bit of load. It's that simple. And so that's why, because your muscles move your bones, there is no bad movement ever. You can technically progressively overload every movement. And you're going to think like, yeah, but there are some movements that are just bad. They're bad because you're doing them too much and too quickly. Okay? It's that simple. Um, Let's move on here. Look at this. I'm getting out of breath. I'm talking so fast here. Uh, How are the forces being dispersed and can your tissues tolerate the dispersed energy? That's another question you have to ask yourself. Same thing. Tim Ferriss, he said fix in regards to injuries. Steph said she hates the word fix because often people don't need to fix anything. They just need to reduce their symptoms. Um, there's, she'll get into a lot of, change the way you think about injuries. She'll, it's really cool here. So uh, there are people working out and running around with slightly herniated discs and inflammation everywhere and just in laundry list of issues, but they don't even have pain. They don't, they don't realize they have all these issues. And so step blew in mind when she said like, pain's never the issue. If an MRI says something, but you feel fine, keep just progressively overloading and live your life normally. Okay, like too many people, they get no SIBO with MRI. Um, people used to tie their severity of an injury to the damage. So, severity needs to be tied to pain, not damage. That is really cool. That's really cool, actually. 37% of 20 year olds um, and 84 to 94% of people over 80 have disc herniations and degenerative disc disease. She calls it wrinkles inside the body that just happen and they affect people. It's normal, actually. We hear disc herniation. We think it's the end of the world Like you need a spinal fusion. But most people have them, just they've never seen an MRI, and they're pain-free, so you're good. Construction workers that have the best back endurance had the least amount of injuries, okay? Because I think construction workers are always bending over. Um, she says that back endurance is actually one of the best ways to prevent back injuries. So get your back endurance going, people. Extend the erectors. She says you have to properly increase volume that aligns with your back endurance and strength. So that applies to anything just slowly progress not too fast not too heavy but she says that's so cool i, I forgot about that back endurance is good cool. i gotta throw that in my routine she then talks about technique and that any form that is pain-free and a person has progressively overloaded safely is fine in regarding to form and, and this is a very holistic overview like we all like to say like, that's bad form this is bad form. like i said it's all subjective what's the goal and have you progressively overloaded that form because muscles move bones and if your body can move in any positions there's no such thing as a bad position because your body can move there. Uh, obviously I'm not going to be naive. There's radical positions. Like if you bend your leg sideways too much, you're going to tear your MCL. It's just inevitable. Our body was not made to move that way, but within how the body anatomically moves. So uh, let's see. She, she says that she tries to, she tries to say that our vertebrae is naturally flexed. This is true in the upper back. And yeah, I'll move on. That's pretty much it. Steph uses an analogy about thick trees versus mobile trees. So a thick tree, it handles high winds. It doesn't, and it can't move. If it moves too much, it will break quite easily. The small tree can move a lot, but it can't handle high winds. Okay, that's similar to people's bodies. Some people can handle high force and they're stiff, and that's good that they're stiff. Like powerlifters. if you look at the studies, they have thicker vertebral discs. Um, they just their vertebral columns thicker. Their bones have calcified, but they're more stiff, so they can't do yoga movements as well without hurting themselves. Anyways, a really cool analogy. So, what do you want to be? A thick tree or a mobile tree? Strong or weak or a mix of both? You can only choose one or the other though. Kind of, kind of. I want to, and I said I want to be the mobile tree as I get older. <laughs> That's funny. She talks about whooping, which is so cool. And do you guys remember me talking about this with Dr. Lori Santos? It's wish outcome observe plan and I'll just refresh your memory in 10 seconds here you make a wish so I will I want to be multi-millionaire you think the outcome okay I'm gonna be traveling around Europe at that point this is real actually and then obstacle an obstacle that okay the market crashes hard and I lose a lot of money plan okay to avoid that I'm going to diversify my assets boom that's whooping so instead of just fantasizing which a lot of people do you then go, okay, what could stop me? And you make a plan to stop that. And you're bulletproof. And you're, def- you're not defenseless anymore. So she used whooping because she never thought about missing easy lifts. One day at a meet, she, she misses a lift. She was, she was, uh, what's the word? She was really upset. I can't think of a better word. She went and she sucked like brutal meat, whatever. And then she went and saw sports psych. They talk about whooping. She goes, oh. I know I can lift heavier. That was actually that's part of the plan. If I miss a lift, that's just part of the plan to get to that gold medal. So then another meet came by. She actually missed a. This was years later though. She had she's been she had been cruising. She missed a lift. She's not at all upset. She actually goes, oh yeah, whatever. I know I can do more. This is actually just a warm up lift. So she actually puts more weight on the bar. The next lift, gets the gold medal. Simple as that. And, and actually, when, this is going to sound so schlocky. When I play tennis with friends, I see they get flustered sometimes after shots. I'll miss a shot, and I go, you know, I know I can make that shot. Whatever. Like, like, I just brush it off. I'm like, whatever. Hit me another one. I'll make the next one. And I just truly trust that I'm going to beat them. <laughs> Anyways, so she truly trusted that she could uh, crush that power lift. Um, next... She hated physio school because the professionals didn't like being questioned. She thought that was outdated and I agree. I can't stand when authority doesn't like to be questioned. This is so childish. She went on a co-op and hated what she saw because she did everything by the book and still couldn't get a diagnosis or whatever. And then she excused herself and she asked the instructor what to say. because She had no clue, even though she did everything by the book. And since the patient contradicted all their symptoms, She said, you tell me what what to tell them. And the teacher said to make something up instead of saying, I don't know. And that's when she just said, "I fuck this, I'm out. Uh, She then goes, you know, yeah, yeah. Someone she looks up to said that a cut finger is huge for a violinist, but a cut finger for you and I is nothing. And that shows just how emotional and contextual our pain is, okay? Your pain is extremely emotional and contextual. We cannot give the same rehab to the same injuries. That is so deep. I love that. You can't give the same rehab to the same injuries. Sounds illogical, but it's actually so, so true. Uh, it's, It's refreshing to hear that someone successful like Steffi, she doesn't have an organized schedule and structure. She says how she wakes up. She's all over the place. She just does whatever she can. And I'm like, wow, she's so successful. Like she is so, so, I can't tell you that enough. She runs so many businesses, has set so many world records. Like, what a woman, and she's not organized, which is really refreshing. Uh, I can't live my life like that, but uh, whatever, good for her. She says too many people get diagnosed and say that's a two to three week recovery, for example. And then this nocebos people. She says to scrap that vocabulary. For you, it could be a three-day recovery, or it could be a 12-month recovery. Like, like it just depends on the person. So it's just taking it day by day. And I really And That's a holistic approach, but not everyone buys it when you do that. I think that's the issue, actually, is the lack of education. Uh, there's a how to business content, uh, podcast here. I can touch on Jay Shamir. So you only need two things, insight and perseverance, everything else. It can be hired is what he says. Everyone has a superpower that gives them an edge. What is your superpower? Okay. You got something. This guy was in tech 40 years and doesn't know tech Steve jobs. He made a trillion dollar company without coding more than you and I coded. That's powerful. So he's just saying, listen, delegate, you don't have to be a stud in your industry sell yourself well before you focus on selling your product and right away I start thinking of mission statements okay that's where they're key so after World War II, the average price of a home was two years salary only one percent or one percent, only one parent had to work and the house was paid off and they retired with a pension happily ever after not the case anymore that's crazy a two-year salary could buy to your house now it is it's literally 8x pretty much Millennials entered an opposite world to that. So young people have combined trillion dollars credit card debt, billions in student debt, that sucks. Today's wages, they've been frozen since 1982. That's a sad stat. We were manufactured twice as much in the, we, I guess, we manufactured twice as much in the tens. Yeah, so like now, as, as in 1984, but with a third of the employees. So in the next decade, projected half our jobs will disappear. What millennials were taught in school hasn't prepared them for the world they tackle. That's kind of true. The education system today is about, uh, about ho. I put ho, oh my God, about how to indoctrinate an employee. So I've also talked about this in the past, but y'all probably weren't there for the very beginning of my my podcast. But there was a really, really good talk by, I think it was like Yale's. You can look up so many lectures online, people go do it. And this was a lecture at, at a school. And they do say that, like, the Industrial Revolution literally prepared people for employeeship and to indoctrinate Uh, and I'm not I'll try to say this super fast but like think about it. the bell tells you when to eat when to go to school when to leave school they give you packets to do like packets of uh, homework just like they'd give you little projects at work everyone faces the front you're in your little workspace this is exactly like a factory you 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 look up and there's someone leading you like you don't work in groups you just work by yourself it's kind of it's getting outdated That's, uh, I like there. The education system today is about how to indoctrinate an employee. It's kind of true. Ever since grade three, we learned business like this. If you buy one, if you buy a banana for $1, sell it for two, you make a dollar. Now, apparently this is furthest from the truth. This guy's saying he says, business is not a zero sum game. Meaning someone wins, someone loses. That's a zero sum game. If someone gets a promotion, it doesn't make you earn less. If someone gets new, gets hired, you don't get fired. And I do like that. So then you teach businesses like you can work together and you can use other people to make you money. So what is a successful business according to the guest? Well, he says, hey, I'll sell you 10% of the company for 10K and then that's more business talk. So now you have 10K cash and 90K equity. With the equity, you hire people and buy things because you're leveraging debt now, right? Equity means you get a loan from the bank for the value of the company. And you can take that 90K loan and make 200 grand with it because you hired people, you bought things with it and that's why he's saying it's the old school method is just like buy it 1 dollar sell for 2 you make a dollar. Say no no no. You you buy you you buy at like 10 cents and then you in essence borrow 90 cents. And yeah, you have to owe someone now probably like 2 bucks, but you just made 5 dollars. So instead of making a dollar, you've made 3 dollars, but you've leveraged 90 cents. You know what I mean? Like it's but would kids understand that? I don't know, you tell me. Now, apparently, that's how Bezos can loan money year after year and still come out the richest man in the world because of equity. And this is interesting. Think about this, people. The world's wealthiest, they actually never have to spend their own money ever again, literally ever again. I'll tell you how. They want to buy a $50 million boat. They just tell the bank, hey, I'll lend against Amazon. The bank gives them 50 mil. They're like, sweet, I got the boat now. A year comes by the bank knocks on their door and says, Hey, we need our 50 mil back. They say, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Can I get a loan for the another 50 million? Uh, sorry, 51 million. Cause they need interest on it or whatever. They say, Oh sure. They give him the loan because if they, if he defaults on the loan, they get Amazon, which is worth hundred billion. So they're happy. They're like, sure. I'll lend you that money. He pays off the first loan with their own money with their loan, but they just made 5% on it or whatever. So they're happy. And this process literally never ends. And it's, and that sounds far-fetched everyone's like i'll never own a hundred billion dollar company but you can own 15 to 20 rental properties so by the time you're an old person you have let's say five million in assets you go to the bank and you say hey i want a new car can i have fifty thousand dollars and i'll lend it sorry i'll i'll uh, borrow against six of my properties and they, they go sure i'd love to profit on your properties if you don't pay me And that's when you get the car. And the same thing applies. The year comes by, either you use your cash flow. Because if you have 15 properties, your cash flowing pretty well, assuming. You either pay it off or you do what Bezos does. And you just say, hey, bank, you want 50K plus your 5%? Um, Can I lend against the company again? They say, sure. And you pay it off. And you literally just keep replacing that loan. So it's not like you're stacking loans. Yes, the interest technically accumulates. But it would take so long. It would take a lifetime to get that interest accruing way way too high and then when that's the point when it gets to that point think about it that 50k maybe turn if it's a whole lifetime maybe turns to a hundred thousand you just sell a property when you retire pay it off right then and there and you're like whatever I got to enjoy my life and really I just bought a million things for the cost of a hundred thousand where all those things probably valued it triple that at least so there's some I love talking business there's some business talk if that was way too hectic call me we'll talk about it in depth Uh, what did Kylie do differently than the rest of her non-billionaire family that's the question because now there's a new billionaire every other day he says um, to know you have to buy his book and I put here what a putz which is Yiddish for a dick why would he say that Um, but then he just does discuss it later he says You should write down three problems a day for 30 days. After a few weeks, you'll stop writing down mundane problems. You'll start thinking of complex problems because problems are profits. Remember that tons of people with high IQs and degrees are not wealthy or successful. So find mentors or call people doing what you want and trade value. Because even if you can't pay them to mentor, you can trade value. I could give someone free personal training for a year if they guide me towards building a real estate empire. Fun fact, Uh, Einstein said he stood on the shoulder of giants. So do you do the same thing? And that's Einstein. He's a giant. Insight is an industry. Sorry, sorry. In- insight in an industry is key. Uh, Samsung and Sony missed out on MP3 because they didn't have the insight. Apple did. This guy was offered by another company, 30% of their company, in return for buying his. So this guy said, no, because he wanted cash, not stock. That's company Activision that company is Activision and they're worth 18 billion. So if he had insight, he would have had 4.5 billion, but it's because he wanted cash, not uh, equity. Fun fact, fun fact, a website called tune tune in to hook up, help people make schlocky dating videos. Now you're wondering why am I talking about this random company in tune to HookUp? Well, the videos, it wouldn't send, uh, it would be sent via email and, and you know, some people thought they were pretty funny. So people started email chains, which y'all listening are probably a little too young to remember this, but email chains were a thing. They're just like people share memes now over DMS. People had to literally email each other funny things, which is sad, but that's the way it was. And so the founders saw an opportunity here that everyone was sharing their videos and, and cause they liked the funny ones more than the dating ones. So they renamed that schlocky website to youtube a billion dollar company and it uh, didn't take a penny of revenue for their first year they, they lost money their first year and almost shut the doors but they thought laterally that's something in in super thinking a book i read on mental models they talk about lateral thinking some people call it divergent thinking where you have to stop looking in front of you. you have to take a step to the side think think start creating ideas separate to the your focus and you might actually get somewhere Pivoting is key, as this man said in this interview. Uh, in this pandemic, Uber saw the opportunity with delivery service. They raised capital to make kitchens that exclusively made fast food, but don't have people inside, um, because they were thinking laterally. They said, "What do people need?" So uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. People are starting restaurant businesses during the pandemic, where restaurants are the worst business to start in, because of the opportunity in pivoting. There you go. So they know Uber is going to do that kitchen thing. So. He says every company is a tech startup in today's age. That is a fact. He asked for da, 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 da. Uh, nope. Boring, 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 boring. Making pizza is easy, uh, but it's the tech side of a business that dictates whether you'll make money or not. Do you agree with that? That's a hot take. It's a very hot take, but I do agree. I was talking to someone in marketing, and they and and they go. Uh, Try to name me a business that couldn't benefit from social media. I I, I couldn't name one use data. He says sounds complicated, but it's easy when we buy shoes. We analyze and see, oh, there's 10% off and it will last two years there. Over there. There's 50% off and it will last two years. You know exactly which sneaker you're buying. So use data. It helps. Here's a real life example. I wrote here. Apparently, (laughs) let's see. Let's see what Zeb was thinking at the time restaurants were shutting down because of empty tables and slow times so too much space because people don't sit with strangers so everyone needs separate booths some uh, asian cuisine saw a blind spot and made restaurants that you sit with strangers and the chef is right in front of you that's what i was thinking of as an example that's that is pivot you've seen those i think it's typically either sushi or japanese food or other sushi is japanese food but like other korean barbecue and stuff You've seen this people sit with other strangers at the table and the chef starts flipping the food in their face. Yeah, that's, that's it right there. That, 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 uh, what's the word that the restaurants that had empty booths, you know, they were losing money. And this guy made money because they just eliminated those empty booths. That's people sit together before COVID. The point is to find blind spots in your industry and then revamp easier said than done though. Wow. That's very easier said than done. I said here, side note, did you guys hear about mirror? It sold for 500 million after three years. She was making 15,000 a year as a class, a yoga and fitness instructor. Three years prior, that is a cool story. Fun fact: you never know what you can scale. She did prototypes in her house. It's it's you put it on the wall. It looks like a mirror, but it has a screen on it, and you can do fitness videos while seeing your form. Uh, people are going to start hiring globally. Is a prediction this guy had. You can pay them less because of currency differences. And the freedom of vocation that's such a game-changer holy shit I just looked at the price of a mark pop quiz what country has a mark as their currency you know that it. it is Germany and it is half the price of the American dollar um, same as I was talking to my roommates about Indian currency and are other rupee or if you go into hundred thousands it's lex. and yeah it's it's uh, you can buy a lot in India with the Canadian dollar So that's interesting. Imagine paying someone in their currency. You're saving so much because they're just working on the computer. That's so cool. You avoid traffic when people do that. Uh, People with disabilities can work easier, more family time. Young graduates, they just care about paying off student loans. So uh, all the reasons more that uh, people will work remotely. Let's see. Holy shit. This is a long podcast, but we got a few more uh, topics here. The main issue is the community aspect, apparently. That makes sense. People like community when you go into the, you know, you go into the, office and you schmooze at the water cooler growth mindsets one of the truths in his book yep growth mindset people be proactive not reactive here's a cool tip people naturally rebel when told to do something so even if it's something you really like in super thinking the the mental model is called the backfire effect be careful what you preach on people might backfire they won't want to do it as much now fun fact a little hack a manipulation hack in the book 48 laws of power If you tell someone they're good at something or thank you for this, it will make them want to do it more. People like to impress. They like to serve. We naturally like to serve as human beings. So if you say, hey, thanks for opening the door. You're really good at opening doors. They're going to open the door more. Instead of you saying, hey, go open the door for me. (laughs) It's going to backfire. To have someone do something, use... Oh, never mind. just said that. (laughs) Okay. Look at this. This is going to be a fitness podcast. eh? So NSCA... I watched one of their presentations. They got so much good, good stuff on their website. Like if I didn't, if I wasn't doing other things, I wasn't as busy. I would just sit for three hours a day watching all their, their videos, all the Ted talks they got. So Cal, his name is literally diets, Cal diets on advanced programming. It's very quick here, but for anyone who loves fitness, get this. He says, uh, use a triphasic problem solving method. So you got a question, a method, your own methods, best usually for this. Create a new problem and find a solution. So here, let's do this for fun. So let's question a method. My method uh, is I like to do dynamic warm up first before we work out. Um, Let's create a new problem now. Wait, that makes no sense. Create a new problem. So, oh, my problem with dynamic warm up is that it doesn't Ah, I see. I get it now. Okay. Sorry. I'm thinking out loud with you people. So I'm questioning my method. I like to do dynamic warms. Is there a problem with that? Even though it's a good thing to do, I like that he's questioning this. I guess the one problem with dynamics before a workout would be time. So then find a solution. The solution would be to incorporate complexes within the dynamics. There you go. See, I like this. See, I literally. You guys just heard me wing that live on the podcast. That is interesting. So, oh, my screen's glitching out. So, that's really interesting. Sorry, sorry. You, you guys are probably like, okay, that so say something. Um, there you go. That Maybe I'll start doing some dynamic complexes. And then my people will be bulletproof. Okay. Strength modes increase muscle. Okay, so, but they don't necessarily increase the density of the tendons too, too much unless you're doing some iso- uh, isometric pause reps. Whereas plyometrics, they do increase density of tendons, but not necessarily that of the muscle. This is according to him. So this is why powerlifters pop tendons and ligaments, whereas track people typically pop muscles. He says you have to combine the two. That makes sense. You always got to do both of everything. People don't neglect anything. He says do way more movement on the toes for stronger arch, and this increases performance. And obviously a long kinetic chain improves all joint issues. Because uh, it does start with your feet, people. That's not a lie. A lot of people's issues start in their ankles and feet. Okay, let's move on to TikTok Holkma again. Look at this. We're just banging this out. Well, give me one second. So because of my computer, I left my charger at work and um, over 36 minutes. Maybe I'll... Here, I'm going to go a little longer with you all, and then this will be it. I don't th- yeah, we don't have too much here. Sam Harris... Go look him up. He's just like, you know, he's a plethora of information. He says, bickering with a spouse or watching the bad movie for the fourth time only makes sense in an infinite world. Isn't that something? He says, we don't have all day is what he's saying. We don't have a million years. You can't bicker. You can't watch that shitty film for the fourth time. Change. We don't live in an infinite world, people. He stresses that, you know, we don't even realize how finite our lives are until it's too late. And then we realize it. Jeez, that's good stuff. You can't change the people around you, but you can change slash replace the people around you. Haha, <laughs> a little play on words. You, can, you can't you can change people, but you can change the people around you. You can replace them. <laughs> true, true, true. Change your environment. Hey, I was telling a colleague the other day that I remember at Fanshawe when they were teaching us all the mental, like trans-theoretical models, self-determination theory, social cognitive theory, the list goes on. There's all these behavior change theories. They all really come back to environment, eh? You need to change your environment if you want to change your personality and change your identity. Anyways, get good at feeling bad, okay? Procrastination, <laughs> la, 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 la. procrastination is avoiding emotions. It's that simple. Why are you avoiding that emotion, Hey, eh? Let's ask, Let's get deeper. Why are you avo- avoiding that emotion? What was the last thing you procrastinated? Ask yourself why are you avoiding that emotion. We people please to avoid the guilt of saying no. Avoiding emotions lead to numbing and they make things way worse down the road. That numbing can ruin relationships and social skills. Instead of avoiding, feel, just completely feel and observe the emotion. Feel through the emotion. They will go way quicker, okay? When you attack the issue, it subsides quicker. Do not avoid issues, people. Then begin redirecting your thoughts right after you do that. Redirect the thought after you've attacked the emotion. Uh, in Live Like a Monk, they say stop. S- no, stop, swap. S- yes, there's a third. It's a buzzword thing, whatever. It's just pretty much stop, observe your emotion. swap it out for another one. Anyways, let's keep cooking. I like this. Da-da-da-da-da. Then you redirect uh, I can't. So say I, I. can do hard things, and I'm willing to feel discomfort. Oh, there you go. So, so there's, wh- whoever said this on TikTok, they give you a little mantra at the end. That was pretty cringy, actually. You gotta say I can. I can do hard things, and I'm willing to feel discomfort. See, I don't know. I can't get behind mantras, but I do meditate and pray. So I don't know. You tell me. Am I actually doing mantras? You tell me. Scott Thompson on Jordan Syatt. Oh yeah, so look at this, I'm quoting Scott Thompson because he is a plethora of knowledge himself. Go watch his pod, watch, well, some of them you can watch. Go listen to Thick Radio. What a podcast. Willful suffering, willful discomfort, okay? It's going to hurt if you don't exercise because of your health consequences, but it also will hurt when you exercise. So you're going to hurt either way. Do you want the positive ROI on your hurt or the negative ROI? You choose, but you're going to hurt either way next it's difficult to find happiness with oneself it is impossible to find it anywhere else hey folks looking inwards hard i like that it's difficult to find happiness within yourself no one said that's easy it is impossible to find it elsewhere that that, wow and uh that's it we're gonna move on we're gonna move on that's it wow i like that i just buzzed through absolutely buzzed through (laughs) Folks, thanks for listening. See ya. I hope you enjoyed that slightly longer version of self-improved. I know the flow is a little different, but again, like I said, I don't have a computer. I can't just pause and regather my thoughts. You tell me if you liked it better or worse, okay? See ya. Shalom Aleichem and Good Shabbos yiddin.